Popculture Pastor. All right, Cody. Cody got a a three D printer, and I am geeking out with it. Yeah, he's he's totally all of a sudden he's become like he's like the twenty first century of a wood whittler. I am. Yeah, I mean, he's just making all sorts of things, and then he's like, you know, even right before I right before I hit the on button here, the live button, he's like picking away at this clump of thing. Uh, I can't even tell what it is. It looks like it's going to be some. Uh, is it a Lord of the Rings character? Or so it, it like kind of looks like a Lord of the Rings character, but it's from the video game Skyrim. It's the the Daedric armor. All I heard was, Sonny, you want me to whittle you something? <laughs> <laughs> and I put a lot of supports around it, and I did not need all the supports. Nobody knows what you're talking about, unless Pe- they have a 3D printer. People with 3D printers do, and they'll be like, that was a rookie mistake. But it had <laughs> it had moved so many times, I was not happy. So I went overkill. I got to tell you, the only reason... I'm interested in a 3D printer uh, is that to me, it's the first step of the replicator on Star Trek. So um, I just want to 3D print food. So that's edible and tastes like food. I know that uh, in like California and other places, they 3D print homes. How does that even work? They use concrete, but it's like, several thousand dollars cheaper and it's more energy efficient so you can 3d print concrete into shapes into homes at least and then i know scientists with like stem cells have been able to like 3d print organs and stuff interesting okay all right well that's that's so we're really close to the food yeah yeah, well, again, that's all I want. Like, you know, you know, it's my dream to walk up to a replicator slash computer and say, computer, <laughs> I will take a burrito from Taco Casa circa 1986 from Topeka, Kansas, and then it'll spit me out that burrito. This will probably take some AI, too. You'll need the 3D printing, the AI, but we're getting really, really close, and if I just if I don't have a replicator, a food replicator before I die, I just I, what were we doing here? God? <laughs> like God, what were we doing? Vanities. It's all vanities. <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, welcome. This is Pop Culture Pastor here on KFEX Firescape Radio ninety three point one. It's a Friday, so uh, on Friday we're chill. We are. We try to do a little less talking, just a little lighter, a little airier. <sighs> like that, the, was, that was literally airier. The 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 flaky, buttery outer layer of a crescent roll or a croissant. I don't know why you had to bring that up. Now I'm now I'm starving. <laughs> now all I can think of is a croissant. <laughs> All right, welcome back. It's the Pop Culture Pastor Radio Show, and I am here with a special guest. I'm here with Zonti, and sure. I've been told I'm saying that right. You're saying it right. I appreciate <laughs> you having me, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, so just, we'll just get this out of the way at the beginning because 
there's like the, the title part. You're Zonti, but are you uh, a rapper yeah. or are you a Christian rapper? Because I know some of the, the rappers out there, they're touchy about what they're labeled. So like you, yeah. some of them want to be like, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm a rapper. And then some of them are like, no, I'm a Christian rapper. It's okay. So which, what are you? I'm a Christian rock star. Yes. Come on, bro. <laughs> Christian it's rock that star. simple. No, I, I'm I'm a rapper that's a Christian. I'm a Christian rapper. I just at the end of the day, all I know is you can read the T-shirt. We follow Jesus. It's that simple. That's awesome. So whatever you want to call me, I'm cool with it. I just want it to be known that I represent Jesus Christ, and I put His name in my music. And that's kind of the bottom line. That's fantastic. So uh, I guess what I want to do is. Uh, allow you some time to just kind of for, for my listeners to briefly introduce yourself and, uh, you know, tell us who you are, how old you are. You seem young to me, but everyone, yeah. everyone under my age seems young these <laughs> days. Uh, and where, where you're from and, and tell us about your journey as a, as a hip hop, a Christian hip hop rock star artist. <laughs> yeah. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Tampa, Florida. I started doing music uh, publicly in 2017, but I had been writing songs since age 10 producing since age 14 and uh, it was always something that I was passionate about. I started to really make it a focus kind of senior year of high school because I had grown up in and around church. My parents were in ministry. I loved Jesus my whole life. Um, but kind of during high school, you have that moment where you start to realize people treat you differently if you have standards, if you follow God. And I wanted to be accepted and then I wanted to be respected. So I was moving around people that I shouldn't have been around. And I thank God because he protected me in those environments and you know, got me out of those situations when it could have been much worse. But I basically just wanted respect. I wanted to uh, create a reputation. And what happened is my mom, who's usually very passionate, she found out how I'd been living and she got really quiet, really calm. It scared me. And she was like, in 10 years, you won't know these people. You'll have Jesus to lean on when you're done with the act, but they don't have an answer and you're watching them drown. And that woke me up. I was like, you know what? I have to be bold about Jesus because the reality is, is like when I'm living on my own for my own gain, I'm depressed. I, I hate life. So I'm going to take uh, responsibility and I'm going to represent Jesus to these people. And then in my personal life, I started seeing them come to me like, hey, I need prayer. Hey, I need God. And I got to experience like going from a background character to somebody who had a role. Like I'm going to bring hope to these people. And I decided, you know what? I love music and that's my passion. Let me see if I can put that message in this music and make music people want with a message that they need. And that was a goal. And I started doing that. And uh, in 2017, put out my first song, God Taught Me. And it just kind of started working from that point on. Yeah. And I, like, I think people around here, we talk, we remember that song. Yes, sir. Like, that, was a, that was a great song. Thank and you. so to come out of the gates like that and to, man, you just seem like you have this, uh, well, first of all, I'm not used to see, I'm a youth pastor. Yeah. In my day job, sometimes you know thank my you, other bro, stuff. You're on the front lines. I appreciate <laughs> you giving the ministry to the kids. Well, thank you. You have a maturity spiritually that you don't see at, at your age very often these days. I think especially, and um, so it's it's impressive uh, what your your what you just described there. In a lot of ways, is the gospel how we're meant to the mission of yeah. taking the gospel out. You know, God put these passion and desires in your heart. He gave you the skills. To, to be a rapper, to be a Christian yeah. hip hop guy. And you're using them to get around these people. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, you just laid out the gospel there <laughs> in that two minute thing. Yeah. Um, how does your faith moving forward influence your music and the messages you want to convey in your songs? Yeah. I say it at every show. Um, you have stories only you can tell and gifts only you can give. 
and your survival is proof to someone else that they can make it. So I, I reiterate that every single time I touch a microphone because I believe like, you know, you're talking about the depth to the story that I'm telling. The reality is, is I had to walk through what I had to walk through. And then even afterwards, the, the hell that I've had to walk through in my personal life equips me to look somebody in the eyes and say, I understand. I know how you feel. And it's going to be okay. And God is the undeniable answer for your problem. Um, I believe like in the same sense, everybody's story, it, that's the same. It's like if you've walked through something, it equips you to be a specialist. It equips you to help somebody else. So I try to make that evident in the music. And uh, honestly, any opportunity that God gives, um, whether it's a stage, whether it's an interview, whether it's a conversation with somebody at the gas station, just letting them know like you're valuable as you are. Please don't let your pain be for no reason. You know, like you walk yeah. through something. If you did walk through something, use that as like proof. Like I'm still here. Give somebody else the hope to keep going forward. And so I, I try to incorporate that um, as much as I can, especially, you know, live live shows. Like like you said, the hip hop stuff, sometimes you can reach people who wouldn't necessarily walk into a church. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to live out the gospel, trying to live out the Great Commission where you use the music to earn trust. We're going to do that uh you know, any city that we go to, it's like, I'm going to use this music to earn trust. You're going to be able to hear it and be like, oh, this is dope. I like this. I would listen to this. And then as we've earned that trust, you understand the subject matter. It's like, look, well, I'm going to tell you about what changed my life. Because people can argue with, is God real or not? They can talk about all this different stuff, but they cannot argue with your story. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony that has weight to it. It's like, yeah. you can tell me everything is this or that or the other, but you cannot argue with what I've been through. And if I'm telling you that I was lost, but now I'm found, I was dead, but now I'm alive. If I'm telling you that, hey, I was at the lowest and I saw this leap to a better life and that answer was Jesus, you can't argue with that, even if you disagree. And that's what I try to present anytime I have an opportunity to. Yeah. Can you share some insights into your creative process when it comes to writing and producing music? So you're clearly a guy who's motivated mm -hmm. by your, your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, can you can you kind of let us in on your creative process when it comes to writing? 100%. Um, I feel like it's gotten better over the years as I've learned that it's pretty simple. I think, you know, I've narrowed it down to you live through something and that that matters, right? If God allows you to walk through something, it's because somebody else needs hope from that situation. Even if it's celebratory, even if you're like excited about something that happened. Um, so that's the first step. It's like, okay, what are my stories recently? I'm working on an album. If I'm working on an album, what are my recent stories? Mm -hmm. Wow, I feel really grateful for this win. And I feel grateful for this win. But I lost this person. Or I walked through this heartache. Okay, cool. So these stories need to get into music while they're still relevant. And I still feel the emotion. And it's still part of who I am. Because I kind of look back at music anyways, and like I remember and reflect, like I was in this season when this song came out. So the story is the first step. And then the second step is just, now that I know what the stories are, um, God, what's your will? And I try to just like spend time in prayer and get out of the way. And just uh, like, that's my prayer before I go on stage or before I make a song, Holy Spirit, move me out of the way. Because the goal is like, okay, I got these stories. I know you let me live through them for a reason. So give me the best words to say the best visuals to create, the best sound to produce for it to be communicated. Because you know there's a specific person for the one, right? You mm -hmm. left the 99 for the one. There's somebody who needs this specific song. And I trust God. It kind of just all falls into place, bro. Like, we'll yeah. be in the studio, and it's just you start hearing the melodies, and 
it just falls into place. But it's because we know that all of it was intentional on the Lord's part. So I just trust him that if he let me walk through something and then he put me in a situation to write a song, he'll help sculpt it to sound like whoever his target audience is that he has in mind. He's going to need like if he knows that so-and-so, you know, from Kansas is going to need this song, he's going to make it sound like that person is going to need because all of it wouldn't be for nothing. And I try to do that, whether it's music videos, whether it's photo shoots, whether it's, you know, creating the live set. It's just like, all right, God, you brought me this far. What do you want to do? Yeah. Um, You already kind of uh, kind of walked around this a little bit and how you your music is meant to draw this crowd to you. Yeah. Uh, and, and in this way, uh, we get, we use what we have in common. This is, the world out there is such a place now where we tend to highlight what we don't have in common and then fight about it. Uh, but you're using what we have in common to, to, to supersede that, to mm-hmm. get people around you. So you've kind of already talked about this. How do you hope that your music impacts and inspires your listeners specifically is it because is it just about getting them close or is there Mm. is there something about the music that you want to to get inside your listeners hearts and and touch them in some way yeah i want them to live the revolution like Mm. i i want to get to a point where like maybe this is the spark plug that like kind of ignites like I, i want the music to just be the catalyst um 90 percent of what should happen should be after the song is over in their lives. Like I, the music is just the Kickstarter for them to go out and live it. Cause whether their platform is their family, their school system, their church, their workplace, their friend group, whatever it is, my heart is that. So for example, like they hear a song like hard work, God first, right? That song talks about like making the sacrifices to do whatever you're called to do to the best of your ability and then glorify God with whatever you achieve. So live that. Mm-hmm. The song is basically giving you a blueprint that I've learned through experience, through testimony. And I'm, I, my hope is, you know, somebody's going to hear that and then they're going to apply it. And that's why I, st- I started making music more like I want, like with a prayer, I want this to reach the right people. Because I think sometimes you can kind of like as a creative, you can get caught up in the numbers and the temptation is how do we make this for the biggest audience possible? How do we make this for, you know, the most kind of agreeable song that everybody can like? And what I've learned is like, you can't go too corporate on it. You have to actually curate a sound and an idea that is specific. That's your gift that you bring to the table authentically because there's somebody who's looking for it and needs that specific sound, like I said earlier. So my hope is that somebody hears it and it's the caffeine, it's the, you know, it's the energy drink or whatever. And it's just like, all right, cool. I love that song. I listen to it. It's a soundtrack for my life. Now I'm going to go live it out. And I try to make every single song with an element of that. If you listen to my discography, there's not a lot of, there's not, I, I don't, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think there's any song that doesn't have some kind of call to action. There's nothing yeah. that's neutral. All of them are like either affirming like, Hey, you matter. And, and I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. Or it's like, worshiping God like thank you for everything you've done for me or it's like hey hard work up first go live it so I try to keep that in the in the vein of any music I release and my hope is somebody else will hear it and feel motivated to go out and do it yeah this is great I'm 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 telling you right now you're a youth pastor's dream right now (laughs) (laughs) we're here with Christian hip-hop rap uh, rock superstar (laughs) I'm just gonna keep adding to that if you don't mind every time (laughs) I love it um, and, uh, we're going to have some fun. 
in in these questions here nice. now. I always like to do this because uh, here on this show, Pop Culture Pastor, we uh, it's just like it says, I'm a pastor. But the weird thing about us is I was kind of raised on pop culture. People don't expect that. So I'm, I grew up on TV, movies, things like that. And so uh, first off, I just want to ask, do you have like a fandom? Was there something geeky you grew up that you're into? Something sci-fi, some comic books? Yeah, there's a couple things. I'm trying not to go down the rabbit trail and take too long. Uh, Lord of the Rings yes. is my favorite movie series of all times. Hobbits, Lord of the Rings, read the books, all that stuff. I know a lot about it. I also have been really into Star Wars until recently. Uh, I just <laughs> you fit I, right in on come our on, pod. Bro. Yeah. The new stuff, I don't think is canon. I think somebody is going to wake up and be like, that was a good dream. And then we pick up from the end of the you know, original trilogy. But um, yeah, like Clone Wars and stuff, bro. I've watched Clone Wars yeah. at least three times. Um, so you're excited for Ahsoka then, yeah? Right, because well, that's like a I continuation hope. of Rebels. I'm, I'm, I'm praying that <laughs> that it's like it's good and it keeps the same storytelling, bro. Because I think Clone Wars is one of, if not the best, animated show that's ever existed. Yeah. And I got to show my siblings all that a little bit ago. So I, I would say, yeah, probably like Lord of the Rings would be my top thing that I've been into, and uh, you know, Star Wars would be probably a close second. Trying to think if there's anything else. I just love movies in general. I can tell mm-hmm. you my top five movies, my top three series is like off rip. Like I just I love film. Okay. Well then these questions, this next question can be easier for you because you're a guy who's like clearly into nostalgia. Oh yeah. Clearly into the things that you've you've viewed and experienced and listened to. hundred percent. Uh and also you'd fit right in on our pod because you're throwing out terms like, you know, canon and <laughs> things like go. that. And honestly, we've talked we had a whole episode where we talked about this where it seems like everything out there now is just fan fiction. Yeah. Where that's a good way to yeah. put it. Um, but let's, let's move on. Cause it's not about us. It's about you. <laughs> um, here, I want to put you in a, a scenario here. Okay. You're hosting a dinner party. Dinner party. You can invite three musicians dead or alive. Dead or alive. Who, who are you inviting and why? <sighs> yeah. Take, take all the time you need to think <laughs> this one through. This is a hard one. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about you. I don't know if you like grew up on rap. Like yeah. I grew up on rap. Which always freaks people out because I'm a youth pastor now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I would say one of them is is no longer with us, and then the other two are still here. And I, I hope that I'm going to meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I will at some point. I would say Kanye West, mm. Bono from U2, oh wow, and XXX Tentacion, who was an underground rapper from Florida who passed away. Yeah, but. The reason him is because he inspired me a lot. His live shows were crazy. Mm-hmm. And he was the first rapper I saw really talking about like mental health awareness and like helping people who were struggling with his music instead of just, you know, kind of nonsense. And I think, too, I always had had the heart like, bro, I really want to see that dude get saved because he's a leader. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he's he's the one who passed. But I would say Kanye and Bono are the two biggest inspirations from who I am as an artist. Now explain Kanye. Yeah. Like, are you coming in? As a friend, are you are you coming in as like I want to help him? I think no. I would definitely if okay. So like, say for example, say it was just Bono and Yay, right? And you know, literally talking about because I believe this is gonna happen someday. Bono is a believer, right? And so he was one of the people who inspired me. Like, oh, you can reach a massive amount of people mm-hmm. and still have areas where you don't compromise. And also his stage presence is crazy. I think I watched the Zoo TV tour, the live in Sydney where they had the whole thing filmed. I've watched that over and over and over. And just his stage presence and how he carries himself, the depth that he puts into the persona and the the front man. Like for him, 
I'm gleaning, I'm learning, like, and honestly just trying to, you know, be in that environment where I'm like, bro, like, teach me whatever you think I need to learn. Um, I would love to work with him someday. I believe it's possible. I'm praying God to make it happen. (laughs) With Ye, I think for me, I think College Dropout is probably my favorite album of all time, which is his first one. Yeah. It's incredible. It changed the face of hip hop. I think he's the, this is controversial. I think he's the greatest artist as a whole, as an artist. Yeah, all around? Since Michael Jackson. Okay. Because the influence, if you look at everything that we have today in music, everybody has been influenced or impacted by what he's done. Yeah. My heart when I would, you know, have that moment with him is to be that voice of, of truth, being spirit led, like, look, man, because I, I feel like he's been at the point where he has done so much that there's nobody who's in his corner who's not needing something or asking for something right. or trying to take from him. And it's it's been destroying him. It's been, you know, like, like there's nobody I think that he can trust. And so if I had the opportunity in that sense, hypothetically, I would just try to be like somebody to be there. Hey, man, how can I pray for you? Just yeah. Like, even though, of course, I'd be starstruck in my mind, that would be, how can I just, hey, man, like, any anything that we can pray about together, any way I can be there for you, and no asks, right? Right. So, because I, I feel like with the Donda thing, I went to the live show, and they were, it was, they were the first one, they were worshiping, bro. Like, mm-hmm. he was really, I feel like, in a place where he was close to the Lord, and then when everything started happening with his relationship... It just it was the, the yeah. whole world was after yeah. him, bro. And I think that he just started to fall apart. So I think he just needs somebody who he can trust and who's gonna be there not to take something but to give him hope. Yeah. And like I said way earlier, bro, I, literally this is my lens for everything. Just be Jesus and be authentic, and you know, then God will place you in scenarios where you can help somebody. Yeah, that's so good I, stuff. I feel like that's what I would do in that scenario. I could talk about that for forever because I truly <laughs> believe, like, if you're an artist. You should be making the best music you can make, having the best live shows you can do, and have the intention that someday somebody in mainstream music is going to be like, oh, wow, this is Jesus? Man, I want more of that. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't limit ourselves to believe. I've, bro, I've had, this has been recent. I've had huge rappers who've been reposting my songs or DMing me saying they like it. UFC fighters following me, stuff like that. Yeah. And I had to really change my expectations to be like, there are going to be celebrities who hear this. Mm-hmm. I have to be aware that like I might have an opportunity to bring Jesus to those people. Shoot, Paul stood before kings and emperors and stuff. So yeah, you got to be open to what God's going to do. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I like that question. So I take everything and make it super serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's cool. Look, I'm just I've never done this before. Yeah, uh, to someone I've interviewed uh, on the program here like this, but I'm just okay. going to go ahead and 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 name you a. An, uh, an official geek of the round table. That's oh, our, thank you. that's our inner honored, circle bro. here at pop culture pastor. And thank I'm just, you. you are officially now a geek of the round table because knighted, you this just like, yeah, you just like laid out your credentials for everybody. <laughs> Let's go, like, so you're in, you're in. Um, thank you. I want to give you time. Like what's your newest stuff out there so yeah. you can like tell people, direct people where to go, how to, how to listen to your stuff. I would say uh, it's at Zonti on everything, right? Z a U N T E E on all social media, all streaming, YouTube. Um, Pay attention to that. Turn on notifications because we have new music coming out soon and we usually preview it and get people's reactions like, hey, what are you thinking about this? You want us to drop? I love including the fans and like Mm -hmm. making it interactive. Our newest song is called Hard Work Got First. It just dropped. Um, It's going crazy right now. And it's probably one of my favorite, if not favorite songs to perform. It's just always electric when I'm live. Hard Work Got First just dropped. There's an on-mic video of that, which is really fun. I went back and shot that at the place I used to deliver groceries when I was dreaming of being an artist. 
and we went and shot it in the parking lot and cops pulled up and they were like, I thought they were going to tell us that we needed to leave. And they were like, just checking on you. Like you're good to go. We kept shooting. So, uh, that just dropped. And then if you want to know when we're going to be in your city next, um, or when we're doing a show near you or when we're dropping merch or dropping music, the best way to stay in touch is join our text community, which is 813-981-7750. And you can just text anything to 813-981-7750 and there'll be an opt-in where then you'll get notified when we're near you dropping merch, dropping music. Yeah. Like I said, it's Z-A-U-N-T-E-E.com, Z-A-U-N-T-E-E on all socials. Well, my friend, you are impressive. You are God, impressive, man. young man, sir. Um, I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Definitely, go, like like he said, go go find ways to follow him. Listen to his music. He mentioned God Taught Me. My favorite is Center Stage. Oh, thank That's, you, bro. I love that song. I uh, we it. played it a lot here on the radio. Thank and you. so, uh, yeah, I just I, I wish you blessings. Thank you. Before I, we go, I have a question, man. Yeah. What's your favorite fantasy character of all time? Of all time. Of all time. This is going to sound really lame. Uh, I was big into comic books, man. Okay. They were my companion. I was a lonely kid, only child, not many friends. I'm going to say Captain America. Captain America. How do you feel about Marvel's, like, how they present him in the movies up until, you know, Great. Endgame? I, I've loved everything Marvel did up until Endgame was I agree. the best thing ever. High five. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah. man. Hey, the world will know the guy we follow. Thank you all so yes. much for having me, brother. I appreciate you. So um, there was a movie I saw when I was a kid that really scared me. I, I don't know what it was back in the 80s, but the 80s are kind of defined by kids watching movies they probably shouldn't have allowed, been allowed to watch at a young age, um, especially scary movies. I don't know why in the 80s we were just so like, oh, everyone deserves to be scared. <laughs> like the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> yes. Frightening. <laughs> Absolutely frightening. No, um... So I remember seeing Jaws when I was pretty young, which in hindsight, I'm sure my mother regretted because like I didn't, I'm pretty sure I didn't take a bath for, I mean, this is when I was very little. I'm pretty sure I didn't take a bath for weeks. And about the time um, my mom forced me in it, I, I'm pretty sure I was violent physically. <laughs> like, ah, get me out of here. I was, I, I mean, I was sure there was a shark in that bathtub. I didn't even like swimming for a long time. Still doesn't. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I could do without swimming. It's not the like the end all be all for me. I know it is for a lot of people. But when I think about like how much Jaws scared me and I'm looking through news items, uh, this one in particular is it, it, I, no, this this one says to me like, yep, not swimming in the ocean. <laughs> Um, apparently there's a 12 foot, four inch long great white shark who's kind of hanging out off the coast of South Carolina. And it was, it, it weighs nearly one ton. It's almost 1200 pounds. And the reason they know this one is particular is was at around New Jersey last year because they tagged it, you know, like they yeah. do researchers. And so there's just this one ton great white shark just hanging out out there. And I'm like, nope. Nope, not getting into anybody's water. I'm getting in all the bodies of water. I, I just don't. And lakes are worse. Oh, lakes are so much worse. Because you can't see anything. 
And I'm um, like, how do I know there's not a Loch Ness great white shark in here? Okay, so I'm not concerned about the animals. I'm more concerned about like the size of the lake and or pond. Um, because if water doesn't move enough, it grows like amoebas and stuff. And like if it goes into oh, you, your brain. You're and, afraid of the flesh-eating viruses. Well, there's one that like attacks your brain and kills you. Yeah. And, you got to snort it up your nose, though, on accident. But it can happen. <laughs> oh, it can definitely happen. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's my point is I, I'm kind of scared of. All right. I'm just going to say it. Hi, I'm Dave and I'm frightened of swimming. And especially in lakes in around here because of that, what you just mentioned. Also, I can't see that there's not a monster in it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what's his name? Um, Jason, that's, that's how he met his demise. Another scary movie you should not have watched as a kid. Uh, we could just interview Jason on the, on the program. Like, yes, you just stay away from those lakes. They're very dangerous. And, and then, I should know. And then they become cursed. So th- this shark, the researchers, they tagged this shark. It was hanging out around New Jersey last year. Which I believe is where Jaws takes place, right? It does take place in New Jersey. Yeah. So that was that's kind of you know eerie, right? And loosely based on real life story. Is it really? Oh, thanks. I am now, now definitely <laughs> never getting in the water. There was like a summer in the forties where there was like two or three like shark deaths in New Jersey. No way. Ooh, that's super so, scary. Not really based on a story, but based on like. The concept of this happened. So the article I'm looking at, it has a little video and it shows like the researcher swimming with the shark and it's like patting it on the back. And it's like, you know, four times the size of this human being, which is ridiculous. Like, what are you doing? I don't understand these people. (laughs) I will not go in the water. And this person is like looking for the shark to swim with it and hold on to its dorsal fin. Um, I picked up my cat yesterday and it bit me on the knuckle. Like, (laughs) you got a lot of trust. Part of that, I think, is the the type of people um, that do that are are Steve Irwin-esque. Yeah. They just really love nature, the beauty of animals. And they know if you're calm, most likely the creature you're with will be more calm as well. Until most likely, but you can't, you can't predict it because it's an animal. Yes. Steve Irwin's a great example. Steve Irwin's also a great example of the, how we overuse the word tragedy mm-hmm. because um, like, look, I preface this with saying no disrespect. I love Steve Irwin. I loved watching. Are him. we going to be throwing hands after this? We're not going to be throwing <laughs> hands, but Steve Irwin's death was not a tragedy. It was a, it, tragedy would say that that's unexpected. It was unexpected. It was not unexpected. He made a living hanging around dangerous animals. I mean, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole that I probably shouldn't. <laughs> Come with me. Um, I'm just saying like our English, our, our vocabulary is bad. If you want to say it's sad, then yes, it's sad. Um, 
Princess Diana got in a car every day of her life. Okay. Uh, but that one qualifies for tragic because it was humans doing something stupid that caused it. The stupid thing being, we definitely need pictures of these celebrities. I'm just saying, and for probably the previous 15 to 20 years of her life, the paparazzi had been out and about. Yeah, they're crazy. Paparazzis. I don't understand that at all. Who's who's paying for these pictures? Who wants to see that? Oh, man. Yeah, I just got to see those new pictures of Ben Affleck and J-Lo. I got to. It's it's so important to me. Like, who's who's paying? Why do these people get paid? Who's clamoring for that? Where's the... It's everything supply and demand. I know that. So where's the demand? Who's like, I just got to have pictures of Meghan Markle. Um, evidently, you have not been to the checkout lines <laughs> and perused the National uh, Enquirer. Okay. I have. I have seen the National Enquirer. I'm just like, is anyone buying those? Because I've never seen anyone buy those. I have not bought one, but I have definitely read through one while waiting in a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, you know, no one's, I've never seen anyone give any money actually. Basically, what I'm saying is, and we started talking about sharks and now we're on the National Enquirer. It's like, I need to know who's actually, does anyone out there know anybody that's like subscribed to the National Enquirer? Do they do subscriptions? Surely they do. I think that you just have to go to your local grocery store or Walmart and purchase it. Anyways, the shark, according to the research uh, data, says it swam 15,000 miles in the last year. That's more steps than I took in the last year, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Oof to both. Um, so I don't know what that has to do with the Inquirer or whatever. I just... Sometimes we talk about things. We do. Hey, everybody. Dave here. What you have just listened to are bits and pieces of our radio show. We have a radio show on KFEX Firescape Radio located in Chanute, Kansas. You can hear that show from noon to four Every weekday. So if you want to tune into that, you can go to www.kfex931.com or you can search KFEX in your app store on your smartphone and find their totally free app there. If you're a fan of Christian music, you might like to listen to our live show at when you're at work or uh, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're, you, you like music in the house, you may love to listen to that during the day. So give it a try. Um, we would also direct you to our podcast, Pop Culture Pastor. That's probably why you're listening anyways to this uh, version of what we do. As always, uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on our social medias on Facebook and Twitter. It helps us out when you share it, uh, when you review and, and rate us on our podcast uh, homes. And of course, follow us on social media and share our stuff there. So thank you so much for listening. We love all of you guys so much. We have such a great community of listeners and uh, we'll see you when the regular pod drops on Friday.